And thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is a sermon for Sunday, February 2nd, 2020, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. The sermon hymn is entitled, Did God Really Say? and is based on Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, text for the message today comes from uh, specifically the, the, the Old Testament reading, but really has a touch, uh, touches all of our readings today. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless us as we look to a, a difficult part of your word. Help us to rejoice in all of life. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. I was uh, reading an article this past week, and, and it said it was the top ten things that small children tend to stick in their ears and up their nose. <laughs> uh, and, and, and in the article, they asked professionals that they compiled a list of the things that they've had to extract from tiny little nasal passages in ears. Uh, and so you've been par- you who've been parents, you can sort of check me on this, because uh, I checked a guy. I said, "Well, is this, is this the only one?" And I looked at, at other articles, and I and I found pretty much the same idea throughout all of them. Uh, the list included things like uh, uh, small game pieces and Legos, uh, uh, paper or tissue, uh, Play-Doh was one of them, uh, raisins, uh, crayons. I hope it wasn't a new one. Uh, uh, pebbles, uh, <clears throat> marbles, Cheerios, peas, and number one, beads. <laughs> you know, it's amazing what people stick in their ears, isn't it? And in their, in their nose. It, it is kind of hard, though, to hear when you've got something like fruit stuck in your ears. Now, you might be thinking, well, how in the world does Pastor Copen know about that? You know, uh, when has fruit been close to his ears? And if that's the case... Why does he have fruit near his ears? <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that all of us have had fruit stuck in our ears because it's there and it's stuck. It's hard to hear with fruit stuck in your ears. We human beings have had fruit in our ears for a long time. Very familiar passage from Genesis chapter 3. The serpent said to Eve, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Well, she ate the fruit that God had forbidden, and it stopped up her ears, and she couldn't hear the Lord's word anymore. In her disobedience, she gave some to her husband. His ears got stuffed up too. The serpent, his lies wormed their way into their hearts and minds, and he settled in and took command. That's why to this very day, the offspring of Adam and Eve, you and me, we still ask each other, right? Did God really say that? I mean, we see it in the book of Isaiah uh, for our text today. The Israelites, they had, they had fruit stuck in their ears, uh, vines and branches coming out of their heads. Why else would the prophet keep repeating himself for 66 chapters? I'm sure there are a lot of times you parents have felt like that, repeating yourselves again and again. Uh, and I'm told that wives feel that way about husbands, although I'm not sure about that. But, you know, it wasn't just Isaiah. Fifteen other prophets brought the exact same message for hundreds and hundreds of years, 
But the Israelites loved the fruit that was stuck in their ears. And it afflicts us to this very day, that fruit stuck in our ears. Did God really say in verse 1 of our reading today from Isaiah that he called me from the womb? Or from my mother's womb he has spoken my name? Did God really say in Psalm 139 that he knitted me together in my mother's womb? Did God really say in in Genesis chapter 1 that we are created in his own image? That can't be right. We obviously didn't hear it correctly, right? He probably meant to say, you know, well, we're just a a clump of cells or a blob of tissue. He, He probably meant to say, well, it's my decision. I can do whatever I want. He probably meant to say, well, as soon as the baby's viable, that's okay then. He probably meant to say, well, as long as that child's planned for, as long as they can afford the child, that, that fruit gets stuck in our ears, doesn't it? It keeps us from hearing God's word and God's desires. We hear what we want to hear and nothing else. The fruit of comfort and control tastes very sweet. Did God really say, like he did in Isaiah, that I'm going to make you a light to the nations? I will make you a light for the nations that my salvation shall reach to the ends of the earth. Well, come on, that, that can't be right. We probably didn't hear it correctly. He, perhaps he meant a light just for most of the nations or, or some of the nations. Maybe he meant a, a light for the, the, the pretty ones, you know, the, the productive ones, the powerful ones. That's where the light ought to go. Perhaps he means a light for those that are politically correct and comfortable uh, or culturally acceptable or, or the ones that the public approves of. Perhaps he means a light only for those that can communicate or those that don't cost too much or those that can take care of themselves. Maybe he means a light for everyone except those that are are terminal or in a vegetative state. His light is for all those others too, isn't it? This fruit of vanity, the convenience has been shoved into our ears for years and, and we accommodate it, we accept it, and we, and we make it our own. But even with fruit in our ears, we can still hear the hearts that are breaking. Our eyes still see the grief and the guilt in our world. Access to abortion hasn't solved all the problems. Instead, a lot of times it's multiplied our suffering. Uh, Physician-assisted suicide hasn't made the pain go away. Instead of solving problems, a lot of times we end up increasing infertility and miscarriages. Trauma has raised the rates of depression and dependency and domestic violence and suicide. Abortion has left dead over 1.5 billion human beings worldwide. Untold others walk around us, they're haunted and they're hurting. God, the perfect Heavenly Father, has just the right implement for doing that, uh, to get that fruit out of our ears. We see it in Isaiah. Isaiah uses a couple words to talk about it, coming as an arrow of sorts or a sword to take that out. And Jesus is God's own implement to take the bad fruit away. And he turns up the volume of what his fingers formed and what his heart's will brought forth. When we think of Jesus, his incarnation, his becoming flesh and blood as embryo, as a child, he stepped into our lives. 
put on flesh, right? The flesh of an embryo and a peasant, uh, uh, entering a manger and a stable, living as a laborer. God's work of creating proclaims every genetic member of the human race special. He means the least of these, the weakened and little ones, the broken and the lowly, the sick and those near death as well. We all have worth and value and purpose in God's eyes. Jesus humbled himself, taking on the form of a servant in our own human likeness, subject to death, even even death on the cross, humbling himself and, and dying on the cross. You know, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. He means fulfilled, replaced, and forgiven from, from the very beginning to the very end. He means that, that we are atoned for and suffered for and, and punished for from, from, from the biggest all the way to the littlest. He means that he, he bled for and died for and paid for from the best all the way to the worst. He means that he was crucified, he was resurrected, and, he, and, and, and redeemed all the way from the embryo to the elderly. He means the Lord of life, the Lord of death and life, for every circumstance of life uh, under control. He means Savior, not only of your soul, but also of your situation. God did, really did say, by grace and not by works. God really did say, by faith, and not by sight. He means promise and hope. He means that we have sins forgiven, we have ultimate healing in his presence. He means that you, you're chosen. You're claimed, you are beloved. You belong. He speaks these promises to you, no matter how low in state you may be. No matter your suffering, no matter if you're navigating the valley of the shadow of death, no matter your pain, no matter your predicaments, Jesus means security, unconditional. And wait upon him and trust in him. His words and his ways prevail when our efforts fail. You know, the gospel puts good fruit where it belongs. And fruit, you know, fruit doesn't belong in your ears. <laughs> or even bottled up in your heart. It's ingested, isn't it? Truth tastes sweetest when ingested and exhaled. Uh, Drink deeply of your, your whole being with how God loves you and saves you, his sinful human creatures. Rinse your ears out with the, uh, the assurances that are yours in your baptism. Fill your very being with the affirmation and promises that we receive right here at his table. Swallow and savor the comfort from your creator. I mean, this isn't just for you and me. This good news is for us to share. The Lord of the harvest includes you and me from this uh, fruit removal crew, if you will. Having heard the word, we can speak clearly to others. He has made you his children for life, and he has made you his children for life for all life, proclaiming his truth to impact life in all of its stages. Let's give voice to the truth that Jesus creates, redeems, and calls every single human being to this everlasting treasure. Let's not use Satan's question. Did God really say? 
Instead, let's use Jesus' proclamation from John 14. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is a privilege that we have. That God actually uses us to share his good news. Good news that removes the fruit from the ears. And allows us to hear clearly and proclaim lovingly that God loves his children at any age or development. May we always proclaim what God says clearly to a world that definitely needs to hear it today. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and choosing an option at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.